Hello, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay, and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. My name's Erin, and stay by my side forever. And my name's Erin, and run, gain one, move forward, gain <laughs> two. Woo! Two lesbians in our mobile suit Gundam. <laughs> it's true. It's more likely than you think, actually. <laughs> it's more likely no. than I ever could have thought. That that meme is so old. It's the year 20 fucking billion jillion and we're in space now. <laughs> we're on a new year naming system. Yeah, yeah. It's no longer the... BCAD. It's AS. Yeah. That's how much time has passed for these two. Oh, no. Mobile suit Gundam, Witch from Mercury. If you had told me when I was in high school that Gundam would one day be lesbians and that I would be watching it, I would not have believed you. <laughs> I I wouldn't have. I don't know what I would have thought. I probably would have been like, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> really? I feel like if, I w- if this came out when I was in high school, I think I would have loved it. I actually think that like... I. I do think I would have enjoyed this a lot more if I had been younger when I watched it. I think we must have mentioned this on the previous episode or something, but the Witch from Mercury was written by the same person who wrote Code Geass. Um, and so I guess technically I was watching the gay, quote unquote, mobile suit Gundam in high school and liking it. <laughs> well, that's I did not know that, actually. Or if, if we talked about it, that I forgot that it was written <laughs> by the person who did Code Geass. I know that you love Code Geass. I, I guess I would be interested to talk later about the season one finale then, because I've heard that paralleled to Code Geass very frequently. Mm. So now, now I'm okay. intrigued. But honestly, do you want to just jump in? Yeah, maybe we should. I think we just kind of jump into talking about it. I was trying to think of like content warnings for this episode. I got I got parental abuse, gore, child death, and war. That's all I got, Aaron. I think that's fair. Yeah, that you know whatever you expect from a Gundam anime, this this has it. If you hate giant robots fighting in space. Uh, then bad news this show is not for you there's quite a lot of that happening um but also i you know as somebody who does hate giant robots fighting in space (laughs) there is a good amount of uh like drama melodrama and shit going on in the series that can still keep you invested so i mean and there's lesbians so like what else do you need right i've heard that this was like the most successful gundam in ages like perhaps the most successful gundam ever Oh, that seems hard to believe, but maybe. But you said that actually in the notes, it says that this was the first Gundam to come out in like the last 15 years. It was the last seven so. years, actually. Oh, the last seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. The last the last Gundam came out in 2015. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. and then this one started in October of last year. So it was seven years since, since Gundam yeah. had come out. Okay. And it also, I believe, is the shortest Gundam series. And lacking a lot for that i would say i really think that this series could have been a lot longer than it was that's fair i think so too i think they tried to squeeze way too much into 24 episodes and it makes it feel a little overwhelming at times quite honestly especially with just the sheer number of how many distinct characters there are yeah i agree yeah towards the the end too a lot of stuff happens like very 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 quickly yes things get resolved faster than like they should have been 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, it, I feel like it should have been longer. I, I, like, as I was watching it, I was wondering what decision making went in to make it a shorter series. I know that it, that it was developed during COVID, right? So that was one factor. Um, yeah. But also, I, I, all I could think about was, like, us talking about other queer media that's been, like, cut short and, like deprioritize and i just had to wonder if like because this is like a sapphic series and a queer series if they were just like "Eh, hey you can do 24 episodes that'll be enough (laughs) you know i was just thinking about like are you the one where it was like in the middle of the season from um like primetime television to like suddenly it's on at midnight on a tuesday yeah like (laughs) like and the fact that Gundam, I guess, I guess one thing that I wasn't so familiar with, and I, I should share too, that I really don't know that much about Gundam outside of the series. I haven't seen any of the other Gundam series, but Gundam is normally released in two equivalent parts. So like, I, I guess, say for example, if it was like a 70 episode series, it would be released in two 35 episode seasons. So I, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, is this only 24 season, 24 episodes because they did the first season and based how many other seasons they were going to do off of how the first season performed. But no, I don't think that that was ever the case. I think the plan was probably are always just 24 episodes. Maybe also just Dang. because it's been the first Gundam in seven years, they were also just kind of like testing the waters to see how it would, how it would do. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It's also funny, too, I'm not, at least when it comes to, like, advertising and, like, demographics within the United States, like, it's very much, like, this is the show for boys and this is the show for girls, but because uh, the main characters are women, I don't know if, I mean, it's a mech series or, like, it, would it technically be a shonen or would this be um, not a shonen because it's not for boys, it's for, like, young adults? I don't know. I don't know. The manga was considered to be a shonen manga. It was released okay. in the magazine Gundam Ace, um, which primarily just does Gundam manga. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess I was just curious. Uh, not that like necessarily like the gender of the main characters kind of denotes who it's for, quote unquote. But I was thinking about like uh, in researching for this episode, I did very little bit of research, and you'll hear that in this episode. But it was. Uh, one of the things I was reading was talking about Gundam Wing and how they made all the characters very, very pretty, like very pretty boys in order to appeal to a female demographic. (laughs) And I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm very curious. I'm not sure. Now I guess I don't remember if that was like intentional or not, but apparently that was what happened. They they... made them too pretty and then all the... (laughs) They kind of All the women watched. (laughs) (laughs) Like Yowie Bay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, this I'm looking at Troa Barton. If you if you're a real Gundam fan, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But his hair, oh my god, Troa Barton. Wow, don't be mean to him. <laughs> He's just oh my god, it's so big. <laughs> Alright, I'm looking at it. He has um oh my god, it's like if somebody I don't even know how to describe this. If somebody drew a really, really bad hand that was really long but then that was your bangs and that was like the biggest part of your hair (laughs) it's like if he if you comb all if you had really long hair and combed it all to the front oh my god anyway this is what you this is what you had back in the day is you watched gundam wing and then you watched uh 
uh, Vice Cruz and and Macross, <laughs> huh? And Macross, Macross. Yeah, do you know Macross Frontier? Macross no. Frontier has been the Gundam. The Gundam. It's not a Gundam. <laughs> it's been the mecha <laughs> that I've always been more interested in watching than Gundam personally. But I've never seen Macross Frontier. But Macross Frontier has more girls in it, and so that's oh, why I've always wow. been more interested in watching it. Um, I oh would, yeah, I would like to watch it at some point. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this green-haired girl. Interesting. Or you watch Code Geass, which <laughs> well, that was from the early two thousands. But yeah, I, um, man, that was <laughs> it's so funny because you know, we said at the top of the episode like, oh, or you said this, but like, oh, Aaron, I know you like uh, Code Geass, and I I loved Code Geass in high school, but like I haven't watched it since then. And in reflecting on it, I'm like, did I really like Code Geass, or did I like that it was an anime that was airing, and I could watch it? as it was coming out and it was designed by clamp and it had yaoi bait in it yeah (laughs) i and i was a teenager i'm like i don't know i I don't know you and i should watch code Geass and then see if we like it we can watch it for the podcast we can dissect nina is there is there sapphic representation in code Geass? yes nina is it good sapphic representation no, but it is Savic representation. Oh my god! What is good Savic representation anyway? She, I mean, this she it, looks <laughs> rough. She, how? Stay away. She's she's my girl. Oh, this I do is think your I girl? like. I <laughs> I feel like I liked her so much. I mean, I liked the series so much just because I was like, I'm watching anime, and then it was like a lesbian. I'm like, this she's just like me for real. <laughs> I could see this oh, being yeah. a character that you relate to. Honestly. I was like, yeah, look at her. She wears glasses. <laughs> I wear glasses. <laughs> she That's also funny. is, uh, her name is Nina Einstein and is a very obvious, like, parallel to Albert Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. And, and then she does make an atom bomb like thing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back, away from Kogias, back to Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam, which for Mercury, is the first Gundam series to have a female protagonist. It's also the first Gundam series to have an LGBT protagonist. It was also apparently inspired by Shakespeare's play The Tempest. It Also, it's just so obvious how inspired by Revolutionary Girl Utena the series is. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, from the very first episode, it's like, you guys kind of just said copy-paste oh my god i that's so true they they lifted a lot of things from it in the beginning and then i'm not so sure it was intentional because then it kind of just drops off the at some point though i was absolutely screaming when uh gruel or gruel what's his name ghoul (laughs) it's not gruel (laughs) his name is not gruel i will say i also was frequently misreading the subs his name is g fuel (laughs) so he's not this is not sponsored we're not sponsored by g fuel um and we're also not sponsored by gruel uh from the guys who brought you gruel we're only we're only sponsored by delicious gruel (laughs) what it Wait, ghoul? ghoul? What is his name? It's ghoul. It's G U E L. Yes, it is. I don't I'm not, fucking believe it's ghoul. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Aaron. It's ghoul. That's not. There's no way that's right. That's his name. His name is ghoul. G U E L. Ghoul. 
that's right. <laughs> Google it. Uh, no, I know. I'm looking at it right now. There's no way it's pronounced like that. Ghoul. I'm going to say ghoul. <laughs> I guess. I don't fuck. God damn it. I don't know. Um, Whatever. Ghoul. <laughs> that, seems, ghoul. that seems wrong. It's okay. ghoul. <laughs> okay, whatever. So he, there's a point where he, he's like banished uh, by his father. His dad's like, you can't go to school anymore because you lost too many duels. And he's living in the woods in a, a fucking little tent. And then people come and bully him because he's like, they're like, haha, you're living in a tent. And that literally is Sayonji. That literally from- is Sayonji from yeah. Ratuba. You're so right. No, every single like- thing about him from like destroying Miorine's greenhouse. Oh my God, you're so like- right. And the like, wow. you know how I said I was like, Sayonji kind of got a little bit of a redemption arc, and you were like, yeah. Diddy, and and I I do agree with you. It is a little bit of Diddy, <laughs> but Ghoul really did get a oh, redemption. He, he for sure got a redemption oh, yeah. arc. So. Oh, he did a full one eighty, and uh, yeah, I from from the beginning of the series, it was like, wow, okay, I hate this guy. To like, wow, this this guy has seen tremendous growth, and probably goes through the like biggest character arc in the series in my opinion which is a shame that it's him that's fair yeah and and not like soletta who really needed it honestly (laughs) (laughs) okay but anyway let's let's get into it so i'm gonna try my best to explain the plot like there's there's so too many characters i don't want to talk about all of them i i'm gonna say up front i don't want to talk about nika um yeah i don't want to talk about elan Oh, I'm gonna have to talk about Ellen. Okay, we can talk about him a little bit, but I, I we can talk, but I, not my favorite. And I also, I don't want to talk about Choo Choo, although Choo Choo is also very obviously an Utena reference. Yeah, um, I, I was gonna say we're gonna talk through the plot. Um, you're gonna tell me all the things that I got wrong. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna try. I don't feel and, like I'm equipped. And to and do that. we're literally you and I we're processing and understanding it here live. This is not as <laughs> this is not a research one. This is just us talking through our thoughts about Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. Okay. In the far, far future, technology has advanced enough to allow for the creation and use of Gundams that are also called mobile suits. They're giant flying war robots that pull their power from the people who fly them much of humanity also has left earth to move to other planets and space stations throughout the solar system and the only people that are left on earth are the poorest people of society so there's a lot of like orphans in the streets and a lot of war and conflict on planet earth Mm -hmm. after a human fuses with a gundam the gundam slowly kills its pilot by depleting their energy which also causes debilitating illnesses and chronic pain and along with that gundams were outlawed but there's a small crew that was continuing to work on them in a research facility that's out in space somewhere and part of that research team is a woman named elnora her husband and their very young daughter eric In an absolutely horrific incident, a member from the Mobile Suit Development Council named Delling Rembran deployed the Special Forces team to destroy the entire research facility and all of the remaining Gundam technology because they've been outlawed. Elnora and her daughter are the only two that survive because they escape in one of the Gundams that the facility was building, but we also see that Eric is injured as she's fused with the suit, despite only being three years old. 
And so they were trying to do Gundam research in order to not produce like more mobile suits, but in order to produce prosthetics um, and like other medical equipment that can like better somebody's life. Even though they had gotten permission to research the Gundams because they weren't making these like killing machines, but then the decision was reversed and they were all killed in the process. Yes. Um, Question. And, oh yes. Do you know what Delling Rembrandt's, like, aside from being on the Council of Mobile Suit Development, do you know what his, like, job is? He's, like, the CEO of Space Amazon, right? Like, he's, in my brain, (laughs) he's, like, Space Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he's, yeah, that is actually kind of what it is. He's, like, the head of the biggest company, and and there's, like, a power dynamic going on with like the biggest company and all the other companies and they all want to be the biggest and he gets some special title from being the biggest which comes into play later when people try to take him out in order to get his title yes yeah and then the other thing is i this was something that like not watching any other mobile suit gundams i wasn't super familiar with this but it seemed like only certain people were able to pilot gundams that you had to be the special type of human and in their research um, at the facility that, that got taken out, they were working on this robot called Ariel, and she was supposed to be a robot that you could pilot, and she wouldn't, like, she wouldn't slowly kill you. She was like a special robot, but in order to do that, they had to get somebody to fuse with her, and nobody was able to um, until, like, they're escaping, and it turns out that... Um, Ari, the the little girl, is able to fuse with Ariel, and it's kind of like this horrifying moment because once you're fused with the robot, it will it will kill you. Like they weren't able to get it to the special parameters where it, like wasn't gonna do that. So anyway, fast forward many years, and a girl who looks suspiciously like Ari is starting at mobile suit school. Um, <laughs> this girl is Suleta Mercury. <laughs> Um, she rolls up in the same mobile suit, also suspicious, named Ariel, uh, from that same research facility. And she's about to fly down from space and onto the campus when she finds a person floating out in space alone. So obviously she flies to save them. It's a cute girl. Suleta oh. brings her into the suit and the girl very angrily headbutts her and tells her that she was trying to run away from the school and how dare she. Um, once they get back down to the campus Suleta meets her classmates and an alarm sounds a signal for a duel she watches a very buff man Ghoul Jaturk battle another student in a giant battlefield that's designed specifically for mobile suits turns out when students at the school have beef they have a mobile suit duel to squash it and Ghoul challenged this other guy for making fun of his bride the same girl that Suleta just saved. So Suleta meets the girl Miorine after the duel at her greenhouse. Miorine explains that her father, Delling Rembrandt, the same council member who destroyed the research facility, um, established the duel system at the school, and he promised her hand as the bride of the reigning champion. And that's how she became the bride of Ghoul, because he's currently the reigning student body champion. Uh, Ghoul then shows up, and when Miorine insults him and calls him his daddy's little lapdog, Ghoul starts destroying all of the tomatoes in Miorine's greenhouse, and he also threatens to hurt her. 
Saleta, in response, slaps him on the ass <laughs> and scolds him. Uh, he jokingly says that he would challenge her to a duel uh, in order to apologize to Miorine because there's no way he's going to do it otherwise. And Saleta accepts those terms. She then absolutely destroys him in the duel. He has a massive fall from grace uh, into just being another boring kid and a disappointment to his father. And Saleta then takes Miorine as her bride. <laughs> and that's just the first episode. And perhaps... Honestly, the most important part of the entire season, just because it establishes the scene for everything else. Moving forward, they're always going to be brides. For most of the rest of the season, students are dueling over matters both trivial and life-threatening. The student president of the dueling council uh, is a boy named Shadiq, and he oversees all of the duels. Um, at one point, it's discovered that Ariel is a Gundam, not just a noble, a normal mobile suit like Saleta thought that it was. Uh, and Saleta is blown out of the water by this realization. And also, Miorine starts a Gund arm company by soliciting enough investors, and then they start building Gundams again, even though they're illegal. Uh, but not to kill people, just to save them by making the medical equipment and prosthetics. It's very confusing to me basically they present ariel as like this is ariel the gundam technically but hey she's not killing her pilot there must be a way to use this gundam technology which is so powerful in order to make things that aren't going to kill people uh and and if we're able to like do this research and not have it be around like mobile suits can we get funding to do that and and Minorine, it, her father basically kind of like invests in the company initially, uh, and and that makes other people want to invest as well, which is how they get the funding. Yes. Also, uh, Suleta's mom has undergone a very massive transformation from what we saw in the pilot, where she was just like a normal working mom, to now a masked big wig corporate villain named Prospera Mercury. Um, <laughs> and her quest for vengeance against Delling Rembrandt for killing her husband and her colleagues has led her here. Miorine and Saleta also throughout the season are kind of on again, off again due to miscommunications. I would say that Miorine is very socially clever and knowingly stands for everything that she believes in. She discredits her father for his past actions and injustices uh, and crimes. And meanwhile, Saleta is very socially clueless, uh, having been isolated by her mother growing up. And uh, she also always believes her mom, no matter what her mom says. Oh, yeah. And that leads to a lot of conflict between the two of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and here's where I got really confused about what was happening when we start getting into the space politics. So Shadik wants to take over Miorine's gunned arm business because they previously worked together on another project in the past. And he... Or kind Go ahead. Sorry. Yes and no. Uh, he... Yeah, he, he wants to... He's funny. Uh, he really values Miorine... Wants to, like, work with her closely again, but is also just kind of this, like, devious guy. And he's actually been working behind the scenes with this Earth Rebellion group. 
and is attempting to assassinate uh, Minorne's father, uh, Delling, and uh, he is working with Ghoul's father in order to do so. And the ending of the first season is that plan, but kind of gone wrong. And it turns out that so Jaturk is kind of double-crossed by Shadik and and is kind of just like taken out of the plan altogether. Uh, Shadik ends up working with Suleta's mom in order to like get into the facility and have his soldiers from Earth come in for this assassination attempt. And it ends up being unsuccessful in the end, but Guel is involved and he ends up getting in, uh, he, he is taken captive by the Earth Rebellion soldiers, and he ends up in a Earth Rebellion Gundam, and his father mistakes him for one of the people trying to assassinate um, the president, and his father attacks him, and he ends up having to kill his own father. In you order to you save did himself. get this out of order. I'm really sorry. He kills oh, his no. he kills his father before he's taken as a prisoner of war because he is no. he's constantly thinking about his father, and that's why he saves the little that's girl. True that um, is about to die because she is trying to find her father and he's racked with so much guilt about killing his father at that point. And that's why they also that's have to right. force feed I'm... him because he has such bad depression. Um, yes. No, that does happen. That happens later. Yes. But I'm sorry. I said that he was taken captive by the Earth Rebellions. He did. He had left the school in order yes. to work, just kind of has like a regular guy. Yes. And then the Earth Rebellion took the like the the thing that he was working on like the spaceship captive and then that's when he got into the rebellion robot and accidentally okay. killed his father not accidentally purposely killed his father he had to and then he is taken to earth as a prisoner of war okay basically. wait now that's making more sense okay. yes sorry okay. we're see we're working this out i we are i have the problem of i watched this as it was airing so this is a little bit and i have the problem of i binge i binge watched this yeah. over the last week <laughs> so it's all bleeding together but between the two of us, we can figure it out. Yes. Um, so all of that happens. Also, Shadik has like hired these Earthian Gundam pilots as well. Um, yes. These two girls to come. And then they later end up joining the school. They're also tasked with helping in the assassination attempt on Delling Rembrandt. Okay. And anyway, all of that is, it, it, in any case, there's just a horrible series of accidents and miscommunications where Ghoul ends up killing his own father. It's a horrible situation. And meanwhile, also, Miorine's dad, with the assassination attempt, he has been shot. And she's, like, trying to save him and get him out of there and, and get him medical treatment. And Saleta is also about to be killed by soldiers when suddenly her mom descends, kills them, and tells her to all remember to always follow her motto that she's saying all the time. <laughs> Run, gain one. Move forward, gain two. I move forward and I killed those guys, so I, I gained you. And you get to stay yeah. alive. So that's great, right? And Saleta's yeah, like, yeah, Killing so is great. okay, actually. <laughs> yeah so Saleta's like okay murder is fine murder's fine all right I know what to do so she um she's like all right I gotta go find Miorine and save her so she flies off in Ariel um at just the right time before Miorine and her father are shot and killed by soldiers um by one soldier Saleta crushes the soldier like it's a bug like it's absolutely no <laughs> no big deal and then she holds out her bloody hand to Miorine to take it and Miorine is understandably terrified <laughs> season one <laughs> end conclusion 
Um, yeah. I've heard that that scene in particular and how jarring it is, because it, it is very jarring compared to the rest oh, of yeah. the series, uh, is very reminiscent of Code Geass. Uh, yeah, I, it's actually something at the end of season one happens and it's very similar. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll, that's all I say. I will say that in Code Geass, it is incredibly less grounded and just exponentially more silly in retrospect. I will say at the time, at least when I watched it as like a as a teenager, I was like, wow, like, damn that's so crazy that that happened like it's so i don't know it's that that's definitely not a bunch of just edgelord shit which (laughs) which now i kind of see it as but yes i can see that comparison now that you mention it what's especially devastating about miorine's rejection of suleta in that moment is like my quote from the beginning um of like uh what is it like stay with me or forever oh wait no uh my quote from the beginning, which is stay by my side forever, is actually what they say to each other in the spaceship, like before Suleta has to come in and save mm-hmm. uh, Mia and her father from imminent death. And previous to that, they had kind of had like a miscommunication and a misconnection of like, what am I to you? Do you even want to be my friend? Like, I'm scared to give you these like matching keychains because I don't know if you actually like feel the same way about me and am I your fiance in name or do you actually care about me? And uh, Miorine, she she does say like, yes, I do care about you, but then is just so disgusted by Soleta's actions that she would murder somebody so, so easily. Um, so it, it's really gut punching. Yes. Soleta, the idea that like, her mom says something's fine and she immediately like flips a switch. Like all of her ethics just like turn off is very jarring. Yeah, it's hard to watch. I don't know. It's it's very impactful though. And it's, I do wish that she went through like more of a character arc because she does by the end of the series become her own person and be like, okay, like I am going to go do the things that I want to do and not just the things that my mom has told me to do. Yeah, I don't know. I I would have liked to see that happen maybe a little bit sooner and without the catalyst being her mom and something and somebody else also rejecting her. We'll get to that, I guess, in, in right now, maybe. <laughs> we start season two. Soleta's mom has basically blackmailed Miorine into taking over as the company president for her father, who is sick in the hospital after his life-threatening injuries. The Earthian girls who killed everyone are now students of the school, and also Ghoul has been taken as a prisoner of war on planet Earth. But Suleta, meanwhile, is just vibing in class. <laughs> um, she is doing just fine. Miorine won't talk to her. They are done after she killed that guy. And her classmates think it's weird that Suleta is doing fine. But Suleta is just like, as long as I have my mom and I'm checking off my bucket list... I'm fine. <laughs> um, Ghoul manages to escape Earth after a very horrific battle, and he has a harrowing and traumatic journey back to school. When yeah. he returns, he and Suleta have a duel. Miorine sabotages Ariel to make sure that Suleta loses. Ghoul takes back Miorine as his bride, which is a business venture also orchestrated by Suleta's mom. Soleta loses Ariel as a condition of that duel. 
but she's summoned again to go out on a job with Ariel. And when she gets to fly it again, she is pulled into the data storm where she meets a young version of herself. Turns out that Suleta is not Ariked, but is a clone of her, to the best of my understanding. Um, yeah, she is. Ariked soul was taken by the Gundam into the data storm amongst all of the other souls that have been lost due to Gundam-related illnesses over the years. Ariked tells Saleta that now she and their mom don't need Saleta anymore because she was just a clone that was built to advance the goals. And the real goal was to get the real true version of the daughter back. So Ariel and Ariked then eject Saleta from the mobile suit and the mobile suit flies away. Yeah. Ariked and Saleta's mom then use Ariel to bomb Earth and kill thousands of people, meanwhile blaming it on Miorine and Delling Rembrandt's company. And this is her part of her form of vengeance, I guess. Yeah, I... Like destroying there, the brand it was, name. Yeah, it was very purposeful. I don't... Yeah, it was... What, but what was the was purpose? Very, is that... Yeah. <laughs> was very purposeful but what was the purpose purposeful, the what was the purpose yeah yeah because uh after miorine she like she kind of basically does the like get out of here you dirty animal i don't love you anymore <laughs> to suleta in order to get her to stop piloting uh ariel um i mean and ariel also does is also like i literally don't need you anymore but i'm also like an unfeeling child spirit that's stuck in a robot and i <laughs> i only care about my own goals i haven't i haven't been able to age to the part where to the point where i properly like understand empathy i'm only three <laughs> um, years old <laughs> i'm only three years old um, um and so yeah um but after that um Suleta's mom starts piloting ariel yeah and and then take and then kind of orchestrates the oh the earthians are attacking me now i'm going to attack them back and in doing so also destroys a bunch of gundams that are owned by rembrandt company wait is that right rembrandt yeah anyway this begs the question which i don't think is exactly answered of like how exactly did eric die but i think part of it is that it's like the reason that the gundam isn't hard hurting the other people who pilot it is because it is hurting the soul of Eric, who is trapped in the Gundam. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't understand the Gundam technology quite enough. And I am I would be curious to know if this was... This idea of, like, the Gundam slowly killing you was explored in, like, previous iterations of Gundam. Because as far as I know... I'm like at least a little bit familiar with the first couple of Gundams, which I'm pretty sure you didn't need to be a special kind of person in order to pilot one, you, and it wouldn't kill you eventually. But it was it just a cool, like, sick flying robot. But yeah, I guess the idea is that, like again, like Ariel is this special kind of Gundam, and it is it's being piloted by Ari, but it's not. I to my understanding, it's not hurting her. It's just that she's fused with the Gundam, but she has died. So she's kind of like 
she's like an AI almost at this. Yeah. I mean, she's not an artificial intelligence because she's like an organic intelligence. But she's, she's like been, a ghost, basically. That's yeah. She's them. like a ghost. It's oh, like she's a ghost in the shell. Yeah. No, I I feel like I haven't seen Ghosts in the Shell, but I feel like there have to be some parallels here with this. The thing that Prospero really wanted for uh, Aerie is to have this thing called like Quiet Zero, which basically makes like a data storm that's huge and expanded. I I didn't totally understand this part either, and that um and so that Aerie could kind of like instead of being confined to this Gundam could kind of roam around wherever in like a larger space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so vengeance is a piece of her puzzle, but also the main goal is setting Aerie free from the Gundam. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what she really wants. Um, anyway, after the horrible attack on Earth, Mio and being fully blamed for it and also feeling 100% responsible for it, Miorine enters a very deep depression and Suleta, after being ejected into the middle of space by and seeing this attack, she kind of wakes up. She realizes that she really wants to work to help her mom stop hurting other people because the goal all along was to build devices that help people. And she's like, shit, my mom is using this device to kill people. That's that's kind of fucked. She, she kind of starts realizing it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she starts using an actual Gundam that hurts her for real. And also, I, this also got me thinking about Ariel passing is like a, a mobile suit that isn't a Gundam because yeah. it wasn't hurting her. It wasn't giving her the signs, the obvious signs of illness. And that's how it, they were able to get by with it for so long, basically. Yeah. Even though the Gundam ariel like was slain yeah everybody was like that's a gundam that's like really suspicious like no 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 i'm alive it's not a gundam (laughs) yeah it's like we can't explain the technology but yeah um eventually miorine kind of comes out of her depression specifically being like i need saleta's help like she has her realization she's like i can't do this one alone and saleta's like yeah Uh, We'll do it together. So they reunite stronger and then they build a plan to stop her mom. This uh, this is where I got really confused. I think that Suleta somehow unlocked her gay superpowers (laughs) that made her more powerful than any other Gundam pilot where she can use her rainbow beams to control other Gundams to open a portal for the data storm. Um, uh, And everything is rainbow and sparkle. Okay, there were rainbows and sparkles. It was camp. It was very camp. I I guess a, apparently uh, the other like very small detail about Gundam history that I know is that Gundam kind of separated itself from the other anime when it initially aired. Instead of being like a super robot anime, it was kind of like a more grounded robot anime, which was like... It not really like a, th- these people piloting in them weren't superheroes. It was about like war and the stuff that comes in yeah. the politics that come yes. with that. Yeah, um, it's very but, anti-war in its history yes, too, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with even though it is more grounded, that d- hasn't stopped a lot of the Gundam series for kind of having like the space magic <laughs> yes. and having that come in at the end. And that's that's definitely what happens at the end here. I wish I could tell you what happened. I also don't totally understand. There's something Quiet Zero, which was the project in order to make a big data storm 
that Aerie could live in. It's also like a super weapon, I guess, because it can disengage Gundams and or not not even Gundams. It disengages like all mobile suits that like enter its arena. And so the the antagonists, I guess, they are like, we're gonna fire the big space laser <laughs> at the Quiet Zero facility in order to destroy it. And it's like, okay, but that's gonna kill like all of the main characters who are here right now. And so Ariel and a bunch of under other Gundams make a big data storm, which then stops the space laser from killing everybody, but it also totally destroys the aerial robot, but it doesn't destroy Eric's consciousness. Yes, and it doesn't, like, Saleta's Gundam is safe somehow. And Saleta has, like, the most powerful Gundam. I like to think of it as, like... It does totally... No, Ariel dissolves completely. No, sorry, I'm not talking about Ariel. I'm talking about Suleta's Gundam, the other Gundam that she ends up having. Because she's not... Ariel is gone. Suleta is powering a real true Gundam at that point. And that also gets dissolved. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Sorry. You're right. You're so right. But with Suleta powering that like ultra-powerful, ultra-rare Gundam, I think it's so funny that the logic is kind of like, well, I was powering ariel and like i'm a clone of Aerie, who's trapped in ariel and Aerie's like three and Aerie can do all of this like sick shit with this cool gundam imagine my gundam powers now that i'm like 16 <laughs> i could like kick that three-year-old ass at gundam I can, powerful- I can i can have the most powerful gundam of all time with my gay rainbow beam and I can open Ground Zero or whatever it was called. Okay, okay. What yeah. was it? What Quiet was it? Zero? Quiet Zero. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I wish we could explain this better. I wish we could, but I just, it, it, there's, here's the thing. There's too much going on. We needed like 24 more episodes. 48 episodes would have been a great amount for this series. Anyway. Yeah. After Suleta uses her gay rainbow beam to open Quiet Zero or the Data Storm or whatever, she has her mom meet with Eric, who's like a floating ghost at that point. And also her husband is there and also all of her colleagues who passed away. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of weird. It's basically like they were all stuck in heaven, but also in hell um, but also they're yeah, they fine. Were all trapped in the data storm because they all died piloting Gundams. Yes. Which I think, so I guess my understanding previous to this was that Eric, she was like stuck in the, the Gundam consciousness because that was like a special Gundam. Yes. And so then I, I was really confused. I, I guess I was like, okay, well maybe Prospera's husband, maybe he was also piloting a special Gundam, even though I think they well, said that he wasn't. And well, and but then like uh, Elon, he was there too, and I was like, but he didn't even die in a Gundam. Well, he no, was and, incinerated. And so, uh, <laughs> Elnora slash Prospera, Saleta's mom, her boss is also there, and she was yeah. just like shot with a gun. <laughs> yeah, like, I, uh, it is a special afterlife for people who have piloted a Gundam at least once. If you've piloted a Gundam at least once when you die, you're going to the data storm is what I took away 
Um, That's horrible. It is it horrible. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but when when she meets up with them, though, they're all like, we're fine. We're, like, partying. We're having yeah. so much fun in here. Isn't it great? Do you want to come <laughs> live with us here? And she's like, you know, not yet, I guess. Yeah. But now that I know that you guys are all safe, I guess I can just, like, go chill on Earth forever yeah. and it'll be fine. And then... <laughs> That's kind of what happens. And then all the Gundams dissolve into space forever and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so Saleta has like healed her mom. Her mom's done on her quest. Miorine also kind of healed her dad because he survived surgery and he's finally learned some empathy from interacting with his daughter. (laughs) The two of them, Saleta and Miorine, clearly get gay married. We see their wedding bands. Oh, yeah. Um, and they also have children who are frolicking in the wheat fields, probably the earthian orphans that they've adopted. <laughs> I, I that was kind of the implication that I got. That's not clearly stated, but it it's, does seem like that. It's just it's a little suspicious. Anyway, Eric Eric's consciousness since Ariel has been dissolved um, is now living in a little keychain that Miorine keeps on her bag with her, and yeah. they chat like all day. Um, and Miorine is also ca- Eric also calls Miorine her sister-in-law at one point. Yeah. So we also have further confirmation that they're married. And also it, the mom, she's now like silent somehow living in her own little world in the <laughs> wheat field in her wheelchair uh, because her Gundam injuries have caused paralyzation. And everyone is happy and fine now. Uh, everyone, all the other students are doing great, except for Shadik, who's still in prison. But, like, he's also yeah, he, doing fine in there. He does go to jail. He takes the fall for the space laser incident. And it, you know what? He had it coming. He was getting up to a <laughs> lot of shit out there. You know what? He was just, he's doing a little boy bossing. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's amazing to me that they had jail. Yeah. In Gundam yeah, World. Yeah, why do they have jail in the future? I was, I was amazed by that. When I, when they said that Shadik was in custody and they showed him in handcuffs, I was like, are you for real? <laughs> like, Man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, very, very happy ending. There's a, the school gets attacked at one point and Guel's stepbrother, he has his like girlfriend, they're not dating at the time, but like they want to date. They both have crushes on each other. She gets like her... She gets, like, crushed when, like, a building collapses on her. And uh, in the outro, they do show her with prosthetic legs, which are Gundarm technology. So they'll just, like, yay, they they achieved their goal. Well, yeah, Um, and Miorine is, like, a business boss. Yeah, and uh, and Suleta's, like, opening schools on Earth. Oh, and that's a – oh, my God. And the best part, um, I thought this was pretty awesome. Miorine, she – she dissolves her company and gives all of the like assets to the people of Earth in order for Earth to have like more more of a standing like with all these like ultra rich space colonies basically mm-hmm. and like and that like you know like money can solve a lot of problems honestly right it's her and that does actually make life on Earth a lot better for the people there it does it's her reparations after the horrible yeah. incident yeah and yeah it's actually that's actually kind of sick yeah mm-hmm. um and as her dad was space Jeff Bezos it's a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I liked that it was a hefty ending. Again, mm-hmm. you can tell I did not really understand it that well, but like, 
you know, I I love two women just being together in the end. Yeah. So that's and, pretty cool. And being wives. And... Yeah, being wives. Anyway, speaking of the finale, controversy, right? How much do you know about the ending of Gundam controversy? A little bit. I know that Bandai was like, um, even though we showed them with wedding bands and Suleta's sister called Minorine her sister-in-law, uh, it's actually up to interpretation on whether or not they end up together or not. Yeah, the machine translated version of their quote was, we would like to leave it up to each and every one of you who have seen the main story to understand and interpret it, and we would like you to enjoy the work. And that was in direct response to like, I, I can't remember if it was a voice actor or an editor, did an interview and talked about how there was an epilogue where they were um, very, like, ha- like the, very clearly showed them happily married and that that whole epilogue got cut. And oh, then, really? so they said that in an interview and then that interview got, like, released and then immediately amended with all of that shit cut from it. And then when people are like, why did you like silence this person they were like well all of that stuff was cut because it wasn't intended to be part of the story we like will not confirm that they are actually married or not because we would like to leave it up to the viewer to interpret what's happened here and i was like reading around for people's takes on this and one of the quotes that like really stuck with me was from a polygon article by ana diaz who said um As a viewer, the statement elicits mixed emotions for me. On one hand, it's very obvious that the two are romantically involved, and no corporate press release can change that. On the other hand, it's yet another example of queer representation being relegated to fans' quote, interpretation, unquote. Canon interpretations confirmed by creators don't define a piece of media or its legacy with fans, but it does take the glimmer off what appeared to be an unabashedly queer show. Yeah. Yeah. And especially after the first episode, it's like, you can't fucking take that back. You can't. When <laughs> she's, she's like, <laughs> and she's like, it's not weird to be gay in space. I mean, they it, never say the word gay. That's true. Yeah. It doesn't, it, they can't, they, like, they can't retcon it now. We saw their wedding band. Like, we, oh, yeah. we saw it. Like, you can't change it. They, I mean, also, they're like cuddling and, they're cuddling at the end of the episode like they're getting very very close to each other like they love each other and they support each other and they've been through a lot together and and the thing about this too and i think that maybe what helped them quote get away with making gundam yuri is the romance isn't the plot of the show at all yeah it's just like a side no it's it's a little bit like why did you make this lesbian honestly like that's something that i was thinking about because it's so not relevant to the actual plot (laughs) it is uh yeah i agree and especially it's like you they pair up every single fucking character in a straight relationship so much so that it's it's like kind of obnoxious like they literally i'm not actually thinking about ellen oh well actually yeah he's yeah he's one of them him uh guel's stepbrother has like a relationship with one of the characters there's that guy from the earthian team who it then like gets blackmailed by that other girl and then i i'm pretty sure they end up together (laughs) are you thinking about nika and um no not nika because i feel um, like nika martin martin and 
who's the girl on the um oh is it the girl from gilia from the dueling council yeah i almost thought that martin was supposed to be set up with nika though too yeah, I guess he could be set up with the. Either. I I didn't even know Martin's name to be quite honest with you. He <laughs> in particular reminded me of and and actually a lot of this show reminded me of watching Attack on Titan back in the day. Oh really? Yeah, if just for them being like way too many students at fighting school, oh, yeah. fighting in battles that they shouldn't be fighting in. That's fair. Yeah. But he in particular reminded me of Marco from Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah, he is like Marco. I forgot about Marco. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It's like, yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, I know. They Again, they said copy paste. And him being Martin, you'd think I would be able to remember it since every single time I looked at him, I was like, oh, it's Marco. <laughs> but still, I like couldn't get it. Also, I am an Attack on Titan hater. I'm sorry to bring Attack on Titan. Oh, as you as you should be. <laughs> I don't, nobody, hopefully nobody's in question on that. A, a lot of people, I feel like more and more people by the day that I meet like Attack on Titan. And all I have to say is that if you have not delved into the author's history with like Nazi ideology and violent imperialism i implore you to do a little bit more reading seriously about his like opinions on genocide like oh my god there's sophie and then there is the other earthian rebellion person undercover at the school noria it was noria and sophie who had like who were hanging out a lot together yeah well they were the two earth girls that were in the gundams yes yeah um, because actually, uh, with uh Sophie and Noria, I was like, I was like more lesbians. What's up? Because, because <laughs> literally they like spend all of their time together, and then it's Sophie who dies first, right? Yeah, yeah. Sophie least, dies yeah. first, and then Noria's like, "Why did you leave me alone? Like, I don't have any purpose anymore. Like, now that my like lady's gone, like we were supposed to die together, or, like live together. I'm not. I don't remember which one. But then, and then they're like, "Why don't wh- now we'll give you a boyfriend, and then anyway, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll kill, kill you <laughs> instantly. Uh, sorry, bye. Um, the thing about Sophie too, I, I and Jude and I were chatting about this because we watched a lot of it to- together. I did watch a few episodes without them." So many of the characters are just, like, very clean copies of just anime tropes, right? Which, it, it's oh, yeah. fine. That's that's how most mainstream anime is these days. I, I don't care. But Sophie in particular is a special brand of character that I do love, of the character that is so horny for a battle. Um, oh, yeah. And just wants to get their ass kicked so bad, but, like, can't meet anybody who can, like, rise to the occasion. So they've gotten, like, so haughty about it. I'm, like, kind of yeah. obsessed with Sophie, but I wish that her design was cuter. I hate to say it. Um, <laughs> I think that's I fair. see her in her Gundam suit with, like, her hair covered, and I'm like, wow, you look perfect. You look like an evil little Gyaru girl. <laughs> and then you see her, like, mushroom haircut, and it's like, no, no, how can they do this to you why'd they do that to you yeah i i liked her too she comes in and she's like after suleta immediately because she like is like oh you're like really good at piloting this gundam like i want to battle with you and initially sophie and suleta meet when the attack on Miorine's father is happening like the assassination attempt and then so like when they meet again sophie is 
unabashedly like, hey, it's good to see you again. And Suleta's like, who are you? But like, also I'm like socially awkward enough that I'm not gonna ask that. I'm just gonna be like, okay, like, hey, like I, I'll be your, your senpai, I guess, since that's what you're asking me to do. Yeah. I also think it's kind of funny that Suleta like goes viral. And that's how oh. Sophie finds her. She like literally yeah. is scrolling YouTube or whatever on her PlayStation Vita and sees oh a video God. of Suleta and is like, wow, this girl is so funny and meme worthy. I can't wait to meet her in real life. And then she does. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, my God. It would be yeah, like if Erin, they... it would be like if I met Brittany Broski on the street. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, the the straight the straight pairings in this were weird. Yeah, it, that it was happening. It it did also remind me of well, Code Geass. I don't I don't remember Code Geass like so well, but I do remember it being like this character who's like in the main classroom and that you see all the time. Whoa! Now they're connected to this character of the opposite sex, and oh, I feel like they're gonna end up together. <laughs> and I don't understand why they like had to do that with Soleta too in the yeah. series so like what we haven't talked about is that Guel at one point has it, it, actually at two points has a confession to Soleta where he's like I like love you and I want to be with you and he actually asks her to marry him at one point oh yeah and Shadik also like hits on Miorine and then oh, yeah. there's also Ellen the evil yeah. evil coded version who uh is also obsessed with Soleta yeah we should um talk about Ellen. Yeah, like real real fast. Uh, this was actually I kind of thought this part was interesting just in the fence uh, the fact that okay, so like piloting a Gundam it does kill you, but we are living in the space age and you can you can do cloning and or can you become like an enhanced person, I guess, and that can also like give you like like a face change in order to look like somebody else. Um, it wasn't explored so much, to my understanding. But anyway, uh, Elon Saris, he is like this ultra-rich guy, and he has the capacity to pilot Gundams, but obviously if he pilots them too much, he's going to fucking die. So they keep making these clones of him, putting him, and like just like sending them out in his place in order to pilot a Gundam, and one of them is clone number four, who is this very soft-spoken, not super talkative, like, soft boy. And Suleta ends up getting a big crush on him. But they have a duel, and the clone number four, he fails the duel and is then, like, literally incinerated by the company that Saris owns. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, they end up they just make another one and they send clone number five in his place who is not debriefed on the goings on or like the acting of the previous clone very, very well. And so he ends up acting completely different, but nobody knows why exactly. Uh, and he kind of has his own character arc of like being like kind of like a desperate asshole of like, Suleta, I know you have a crush on me. Like, be my girlfriend right now and do as I say or because I also have this ticking clock of if I don't get what I need to get done done I am going to fucking get incinerated like the last guy but he doesn't get very far with that and then he ends up uh having a relationship with Noria 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 yeah 
Yeah, Noria, who, it, and when I, when you say relationship, it's just that they, he has a, a respect for her. And then when, yeah. right when she's about to die, he's like, we could be together. And she's like, okay. And then she gets shot and killed. Yeah. And then she gets shot. And then at least he, he gets to survive. Um, and he ends up, become a they show him. Man. No, no, no. That's the real one. <laughs> oh, that's the real one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, no, no, that's fine. I, they look exactly the same. <laughs> I can't tell um, anybody apart. That's fine. This guy, it makes sense. He looks exactly like the other one. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the real Elon, he like he does business stuff as you do. Uh, and then the clone guy, Noria, was always drawing pictures in this little book, and so he takes that notebook to Earth. And then I think that's actually kind of sweet. He tries to track down the relation, uh, the different areas that she had been sketching in her notebook. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Which I think is a kind of, that's like a nice tribute to somebody's death. I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah. What did you think about Ellen's character design? And this, I feel like this is Aaron Bate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love his design. Yeah, he's, like, I, he's got a little bob cut, like like graduated bob. I feel like I've seen a character that looks exactly like him before, but I can't think of where. And I think it might just be that he looks like a combination of like three other guys. But he like really his design like really reminded me of both like Leo Fire Emblem Fates and oh, yeah. um Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I his little cravat. I saw him and instantly was like, I hate this guy. Aw. <laughs> I was like, I want nothing to do with this guy. He's funny. There's three of them. I think that's fun. One <laughs> of them's dead. That's fun. I think that Saleta and Miorine are very cute characters. Yes, agree. I just think that they're cute. I think that like the opening and the ending themes and the animation in particular are really cute for this. And then it like almost hyped me up to the point where I was like, I wish the show like lived up to like how cute they <laughs> look here. Like, dude, oh my god, the s- season two ending theme is such a fucking banger yeah it's a good it's song it's fucking awesome it's so good i don't know i wish it was more gay obviously yeah um, this is the gay podcast where we talk about gay things uh i think it's still really phenomenal that like it is featured in this gundam at all yeah i i am impressed honestly that gundam decided to go this route i'm i'm thankful for the people who worked on it i didn't i can't say i personally like really loved it but it is one of those shows where it's like i'm glad that this exists you know yeah um i I think it's above average too like i i don't necessarily know that i'd really recommend it especially because like i feel like for the most part i wasn't really enjoying it until maybe like the last three or four episodes Mm -hmm. um but at the same time i do think it's it's obviously very groundbreaking. Yeah. It was a very hopeful anime. Like, I would say the main theme is all about, you know, children and young adults being placed in a situation that has been created by the previous generation, but also specifically their parents and having to kind of fix it in order to create yeah. a better world for mm-hmm. everybody and in that way it is it is really uplifting that they are able to create that yeah and i agree it's a good message in that way and that's also why i think that i would have liked it a lot more had i seen it when i was younger yeah i feel like it is a really good show for a younger audience actually um for yeah. a teenage audience it's something that i definitely would would recommend for like teenagers i feel like 
Yeah. Just to get a better understanding, I guess, of war politics <laughs> or yeah. a different take on, on from what you might see in like other media. Yeah, it is. I wish I could remember the exact moment now. Uh, I think it was when Miorne goes to Earth to talk to the people of like either political or like the a major company there and be like, hey, I want to work with you in order to create like a better future. And they're like, what about all the horrible things your company has done to Earth? You've done so much like irreparable damage. And and I was like, damn, yeah, they're right. And then and my girlfriend was like, oh, come on, like cut her a break. She's like literally 17 years old. (laughs) 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 And it was like, you know what? Damn, you're right. That's so true. Um, But yeah, I was really surprised by the ending of like, I'm dissolving my company for reparations and all of the like horrible atrocities that my has been committed against the people of earth um, and how they've been exploited. And that's the best I can do. And I'm going to do it. And it was like, damn dude, that's that's actually kind of hardcore. And anyway, now I'm going to go continue building life-saving robots and um, hanging out with my wife in the wheat field with her, (laughs) with her, with our adopted children (laughs) and her potentially dementia adult mother. Like what the fuck is going on with her mom? I genuinely don't don't know. know. Why is she like silent in the ending? It's very concerning. (laughs) I feel like they (laughs) lost a part of her in the, um, the zero area. I think they might've. Yeah. She lost her, her, her evilness was a core part of her personality. And if you take (laughs) that away, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Yeah, it's fine. It's, that's, that's as much as I can say. I think it's good. I think it's good too. I do think. It's just like. My biggest critique is still, they're doing too much in too little time. I wish it was just a, a little bit of a narrower focus. That's, that's literally the only thing I really have to say about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do think that, uh. Gruel's arc. <laughs> God, Jesus, where's the fucking Jesus? Where's the Gruel. arc coming from? I, I, Guel, I think. Guel, yes. I don't know. Yes. Guel. Guel. Uh, I think, yeah, I love, his arc's really good. And yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, but he goes through a lot of shit. Like, I, I don't necessarily, like, his arc is well earned. Yes. Um, he has to watch a child die in his arms. Like,. <laughs> And he kills his own father. And yeah. he and he kills his own dad. I, I I was reading one article which was like the like arguably the worst thing he goes through is not necessarily killing his own father. And I totally agree with that. Like he goes through a lot of shit. Yeah. Being a prisoner of war is also pretty fucking yeah. rough. Meanwhile, Soleta, like, she's the main character and I wish she had more of an arc where we could see yeah. a little bit more humanity because she Still, we still don't really know anything about her. Like, A, yeah. how did Ari die? B, how was she created? C, what did, what was she doing before she went to the school? Yeah. Just hanging out with her mom? Like. I think that was, that's, yeah, kind of the implication. Um, it's also, they look so similar. I think it was, it's supposed to be that Suleta was, like, created from stem cells from Ari and potentially was also just going to be harvested for her organs but then that like didn't work out and <laughs> i don't know it's just like, a little bit like it's pretty, it's we'll pretty dark girl around but you you kind of need to keep that stuff in the shadows in order to get the reveal that the character you saw at the beginning of the series is not suleta right and so. that's again that's where, where i think even just an extra 12 episodes so that we can have an episode extrapolating that after we've already gotten the reveal 
would have mm. been helpful, you know? That's fair. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much it would have added. But, uh, like, I especially think about, like, all of the Ellen, there's three of them shit. I couldn't keep track of any of that with everything else <laughs> that was going on in this I show. I thought there there were three of them. I thought there were four of them. It turns out that the the third one just has a change of heart and acts really different after a little while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. couldn't couldn't keep a handle on any of this. But what I do know is that we love Miorine. Yeah, for sure. And her jellyfish haircut. I know her hair's so cute. Her hair's so cute. She's a, she had a really cute character design. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect little Yuri girl. I, I will also say, like, uh, as far as the pairings, Guel and Shadik, like, trying to interact with the main characters and, like, wanting to be in a relationship with them... Uh, Suleta, like, she's interested in Alan, but she's not interested in Guel. Like, she no. literally rejects him. She's like, I will not marry you. I do not want to. Nope. Uh, also, I'm already a fiancé to somebody. And I have a wife. Shadik, it seems like there might have been going something going on between him and Miorine in the past, but that's... Long gone. She, yeah, that's like, she's like, you snooze, you lose. See you later. She's like, I have a wife now. <laughs> I have a wife now, <laughs> and you're in jail. <laughs> and go to jail. Like <laughs> <laughs> Go to jail. Okay, that's that's all I have to say about Mobile Suit Gundam. Me too. I'm looking forward to our next episode for Yuri, oh, yeah. for Yuri Timber. Um, Yuri Timber. Which is, I think, going to be Yuri specifically for us. Have you started <laughs> reading it yet? Not yet, but I... Have you bought it? I need to. In our next uh, episode, we're going to talk about She Loves to Cook, She Loves to Eat, which is about a woman who loves cooking, but she lives alone, so she never feels like she can cook until she meets her neighbor who just can't stop putting putting food away. She loves yeah. eating. And so then she she's like, wow, I can eating. practice all my culinary skills and feed my neighbor. And then the two of them just end up falling in love with one another. And it seems very sweet. The character designs are really cute. They're adults. Um, yeah. And it is getting an English release. The first two volumes are already out, and the third volume will come out um, on October 17th, so very soon. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited, too. I've been meaning to watch it Do for a while. To- and it also it has a live-action adaptation as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, so do you love to cook, or do you love to eat? That's a really good question. <laughs> I think I like both, <laughs> actually. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I like neither. <laughs> no, you like to eat. You <laughs> I like to eat, yeah. <laughs> you, you like desserts in particular. I do like dessert. I like and some and some rice and tuna fish for dinner. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds great. It was actually pretty good. I, I put QB mayo on it and some, um, uh, what's the, like, dried seasoning Furikake? Yeah. Yum. Mm, just tuna, mayo, and rice and furikake? Uh, and then I had some celery. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Um, Yum. I, I made eggplant earlier today. It was really I know. Good. I want to eat, eat the eggplant. That sounds so fucking good. Oh, my good. God. I wish I, I could share eggplant. with you. I We got... Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, well, okay. Let's, fill, <laughs> let's finish that I can tell yeah, you. Yeah. Actually, we should cut the... Oops. This this more this is like content for the next episode. <laughs> uh, do you want to take us out? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaze Gaze. I'm not gonna fucking call it X. I hope the Twitter dies. 
tomorrow before this episode I, airs. Yeah, I, ASAP. Please email us. Where would you like to see us move to uh, platform-wise? Yeah. I, email us or even just DM us on, on Twitter. I do believe we have our DMs open to people who aren't following us. I know that that was like a... a setting issue for a while but i think that yeah. we do accept dms from everybody right now i did go in to fix that setting so oh good i'm so glad um um yeah, yeah and i'm i'm sorry that maybe our replies have not been quite as quick as might be expected i it's just that aaron and i have kind of moved away from twitter at this point and uh also in order to reply to emails we have to log into an email client which sometimes isn't super easy i i don't know yeah Yeah, our email client has not been the best but yeah i would like to be more active on a social media platform it's just that like also both of us are obviously working people yeah um and this is a passion of ours that we do on the side if you really want to get in contact with me please uh send me a neo mail on neopets <laughs> i will respond very quickly yeah you would get back so fast to a neo mail i i always think about um one of my favorite podcasts i'll, I'll give a shout out that is is sadly ended a, a few years ago now was lost in the shuffle and oh, yeah. for a while, instead of having any social media platform, they made a, a Neopets account called Lost in the Shuffle. And then they told on their podcast everybody what the password was. And it was like, if you want to interact with us, then sign into our communal Neopets and like uh, write a Neo mail <laughs> to the, the account itself. And um, you can ma- make whatever pets you want. You can buy Neocat. You can do whatever you want. Just go into that account and do whatever. And then eventually, because the people were signing in from so many different locations the account did get frozen as oh you could expect but i so just think sad. it's so funny that that was their social media platform was having a community what if group we did that if, if you want us to do that email us at aaron at gaze gaze i don't think nearly as many pe- people listen to gaze gazes lost in the shuffle so we might be able to get away with it but anyway whatever platform you like to use or you would like to see us use and you would find it easier to communicate with us please let us know um, yeah. some ideas that I've been kicking around. I, obviously, we've been talking about starting a YouTube and uploading our episodes there forever. It's literally just a time yeah. concern for us. Um, it's I'm having like good, I don't know, problem solving brain of like, okay, well, if we do that, we I should like start with episode one. So they're all in order. But then it's like, okay, well, episode one isn't necessarily of the quality that we have the podcast set now. And it's like, oh, but there and there's so many episodes to do. And we I know, keep releasing episodes. So yeah, any other platforms that you like and use regularly, definitely let us know. Um, I'm also just looking for a personal social media to switch to. It's so hard. <laughs> I'm like about to just crack and start using Instagram, but also I, and it feels so horrible as always uh, to go from one conglomerate to another that's owned by like the same brand of guy. Like, I don't yeah. want to go over to Instagram either. Like, <laughs> I feel, I I'm feeling very like- defeated about social media right now. Yeah. You can also catch me on Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, there you can go. meet me. What, oh, uh, Gaze Case Minecraft server? Oh, you know? Yeah. Thinking about it. Maybe. Send send your ideas. Anyway. <laughs> if you if you want to recommend a show, you got to write it on a sign and put it in front of our door in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> anyway, many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com, but you can also stream it on Spotify. Uh, also, Spotify just came out with a rating feature, so if you have the Spotify app and you want to give this podcast uh, five stars, we would appreciate it. If you don't want to give it five stars, that's okay too, but uh, I might just shed a tear about it. You made it this far and you didn't like it? <laughs> anyway. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> if you don't want to give us five stars, send us an email at Aaron at Gaze Gaze and just have like a poop emoji. <laughs> Oh. Uh, all right. Next week, we already said it. We're going to be doing. She likes to cook. She likes to eat. So loves to uh, cook. Loves then. to eat. Oh, she doesn't just like it. She loves it. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and uh, until then, I'm Aaron, and I'm Aaron, and, and we are gay. gay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey.